throw it at somebody. Now, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right here. There we go. There we go. All right in the back. Hey, let's let them all know we're glad they're here today. Amen? Amen. Luke chapter number 5. Luke chapter number 5. We, I, I, I have preached several years ago, I preached out of this particular chapter, uh, a, a thought that, that was really, really good, but God has really shown out today and what he is wanting us to hear today. I know without a, shadow of my, uh, uh, without a shadow of a doubt at all, everybody in this room is at a different stage and a different level of faith. Everybody is. How many of y'all remember the verse that said, uh, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could say in this mountain, be you removed and cast in the sea. How many of y'all know that? Do you realize he's not talking about the size of faith? Ever since I was a little bitty kid, I always wondered about that because I thought to myself, I know I got that much, you know, and I've never said to this mountain, get out of here, you know. I, so he's not referring to the size of your faith. He's talking about the type of your faith. If you have the faith that you can develop it and it grow, nothing will be impossible to you. And that's what we're going to talk about today, all right? Luke chapter number 5 in verse number 1. If you're ready, say amen. amen. The Bible says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genezareth or the Sea of Galilee there and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the what? The deep. And let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had thus done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. Now, I've been fishing my whole life. And I have never fished to the point that my net was breaking and my boat was sinking. I need a witness. Now, I don't know about y'all, but this is an unbelievable situation. Amen? When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying... Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from thenceforth thou shalt catch men. Now here's, here's the verse. Here's the verse. It's not going to seem like the verse till we get through, but this is the verse. This is what I want you to get. Let's all read it. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all. Say it with me. They forsook all and followed him. Father, help me today. I, 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 Lord, I can feel Satan. I know he does not want us to get this. He does not want us to receive your word today. He's fought all week long. He's fought today, this morning, and, 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 and he's fighting right now. Now, God, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to have a, a, a souped-up, shouting, you know, camp meeting service. God, I want your people to receive your word today. I want them to grow in their faith. I want them to develop into what you'd have them to be. Now, Lord, I need desperately your spirit right now to guide and direct and move. And, God, help me to teach your word in such a way 
that we can leave powerful, we can leave growing in our faith, we can leave very, very dangerous to Satan's agenda. And God, I'll praise you and I'll thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say it. You may be seated. Here, here is the deal. Here, here is the deal today. Uh, it's, it's a little weird today. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm feeling a vibe uh, in, in, the, in the first service. Uh, and, 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 and I, know, I know what it is. I know what it is. It, it, you know, and my, my flesh wants me to say, yeah, you said that giving word. When you said that giving word, everybody done clammed up. That has nothing to do with it. That has nothing to do with it. It's all about faith. Say that with me. It's all about Jesus came looking for faith. Jesus is tickled with great faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. You cannot be saved apart from faith. You cannot please God apart from faith. It's all about faith. It's all about faith. Yes, we're in a, we're in a, a building program. We've got, we got to do something. We've got to, we've got to build and, 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 and all of that. But in this story, I, I, I've never seen it this way before. I preached a message one time entitled it, uh, uh, Looking for a Few Good Failures. You know, Jesus can use a failure. Aren't you glad of that? Peter said, I have failed. We have fished all night long, and we have caught nothing. And then God turned it around. He used a failure, involved him in the ministry, and so forth and so on. But I want you to get something today out of this story I've never seen before. And I want you to take it today. Because every single person in here, I don't care who you are, I don't care how long you've been saved, the length of time that you've known Christ does not determine your level of spirituality, and it does not determine your level of maturity and faith. There are people that have been saved for a very long time but have never grown in their faith. They've never developed as a disciple. They've never grown spiritually in their faith to become all that God wants them to be. And it's time to move. Say amen. Here we have the story. Here we have the story. We have Peter. He is an outspoken. Uh, he's an outspoken individual. Uh, he has a temper problem. Uh, <clears throat> he has a <clears throat> salty language problem. Are y'all with me? But what fishermen don't, amen? Uh, he has issues. He, he is used mightily of God in an incredible way. Stood on the day of Pentecost, preached and seen thousands saved. He has scriptures in the word of God. I mean, this dude, he was, he was one of the inner three, the inner circle there, Peter, James, and John. And he saw things that most nobody ever got to see. And he was very instrumental in the beginning stages of the early church. But I want you to see his life for just a moment. Before all of that took place, before the day of Pentecost took place, before he wrote scriptures in the word of God, before he was able to defend Christ in the garden, before he was able to experience all those miracles that they saw with the life of Christ, I want you to see him before all of that. First we find him, now reading this chapter, reading this chapter, it makes it seem like this is Jesus and Peter's first meeting. But it's not. They are already familiar with each other. Because if you'll go and read in the book of John, you'll find out that the day after the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ, Andrew begins to follow Jesus because John the Baptist introduces Andrew to Jesus and said, he's the one, I must decrease, he must increase. They begin to follow Jesus, and the first thing that Andrew does is goes and finds Simon his brother, which is Peter, and now Peter is with Christ. Peter is following Christ. He is familiar with Christ, but... His life has not changed yet. He is still, he is still fishing. He is still uh, doing his thing. He is still doing his career. But he is 
familiar with Jesus. Say that with me. He is familiar with Jesus. Just like many in this room right now. You come to church, you come to church, and you're familiar with Jesus. You're familiar with some of the books of the Bible. You're familiar with the songs that sung. You're familiar with some aspect of God and some aspect of Jesus. If somebody was to ask you about him, you could tell them a little bit about him. But God wants more. God wants more. Now, here we have Peter who is familiar with Jesus. But he's not serving him yet. He's familiar with him. He believes in him. He believes that he is the Messiah. Andrew, his brother, introduced Peter to him. Now, here in this story, this is where we are. So if you're with me so far, say amen. Stay with me, stay with me. Now, first, I want you to see this. I want you to see, if you're taking notes, write this down. I want you to see, we're talking about the life of Peter and his stage of faith and his growing in his faith. I want you to see the requests, plural, the requests he got. Here's Jesus walking uh, down the, the bank here, and he's teaching people, and this people throng him, and I mean they are all over him, and they're getting, and, and you ever notice how a crowd gathers, and the more they gather, the more they press toward what they're looking at, and to the point that Jesus is standing on the seashore, and he has no room to teach, and he turns around and sees these two ships, and one of them is Peter's, and he gets in the boat with him. So what we have here is an overcrowding problem. I'm not going to read into any of that. I'm just saying there was an overcrowding problem. Amen? Now, he gets into the boat with Peter. And he says, look, now watch this. you got to get this. This is so important. I'm, I'm so jazzed about this. This is great. Y'all are going to leave here, and it's going to be incredible. He gets in the boat, and he says, thrust out a little. Say it with me. Thrust out a, a little. Just a little bit. Then he turns around, sits down, and begins to teach the word of God. Now, here's what I want you to get from this. Anywhere the Word of God is being preached and taught, people are going to show up. There's churches all over this county right now with empty parking lots. You know why? Because there's too many philosophies given. There's too many opinions given. There's too many preferences being pushed down people's throats. There's too many. Are, are y'all with me? But I promise you this, if there is ever a place that stands up and says this is what God says and not their opinion and they actually give what God says, people are going to show up. Mark chapter number 2 says this, that when it was noised abroad that he was in the house, there was so many gathered together, you couldn't even get them in the door. The place was so packed, you couldn't get nobody else in there. There was an overcrowding problem. And you know what Jesus was doing? Preaching the word. It's so important. Now watch this, watch this, they're in the boat, Jesus is teaching now, he's got off from the shore a little bit, the crowd has gathered together, now he can do his thing, he is teaching, he is preaching, Get look what's happened, he has, now, now, now remember, now remember, Peter was before this moment, Peter was before this moment just familiar with Jesus, say that with me, he was just familiar with Jesus, he was a believer, I believe at that moment he believed in him. You know, Jesus changed his name. Go in John chapter 1 and read. It's cool, cool reading. And now at this point, Jesus has asked something more. He requested that he be involved in Jesus' ministry. He requested that he be involved. In other words, Jesus said this, look, I need your, okay, four of you paying attention. 
All right, let's try this again. I need your Guess what? There's several of y'all in here that, that you are at the stage of faith in your life that you're familiar with Jesus, but that's about all. Do you know what I'm telling you today? Jesus is saying to you who are not involved, you are not serving, you are not using your gift, you are not using what God has put in you to be a blessing to the body of Christ and the community around you and to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is saying today, hey, I want to get in your boat. I want you to get involved in what I am doing. I want you to get involved in the ministry that I am performing. I want you to get involved in what's happening here. I need your help. Say amen. amen. And he teaches. I'm so thrilled about there's so many people in here. You're already at that stage. You have already let Jesus in your boat. You are already involved. You are welcoming people. You are serving in the choir. You're serving on the praise team and the musicians. You're serving with the daycare and the nursery and all that's just going on. And there's so many other places in this place. You have got to the stage in your life, the stage of faith, where you are involved in the ministry of the work of God. And for that, I applaud you. Say amen. That's not all. And, and by the way, it doesn't take much to do that. He said, thrust out a little. We're all high-fiving and patting ourselves on the back because we show up early and wave at somebody. And I'm thrilled. Trust me. I'm, I'm jumping up and down and amen. Woo-hoo. I'm excited. But that doesn't take a whole lot of faith. It did not take much faith for Peter to be involved in that part of the ministry. Can y'all see this? Does this make sense? God wants more. Matter of fact, he is seeking it out. He is looking for great faith. The Bible says when that woman came to him, y'all remember at the beginning of the year when I preached on this? That woman came to him, this, 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 this woman who was not of the tribes of Israel, and she said, I need a miracle. And he didn't even answer her a word. And she would not quit. She kept persisting, hey, I need a miracle. And he said, it is not meat for me to cast the bread, the children's bread, to the dogs. She said, even the dogs get the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And look what Jesus said. Ooh-wee. I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. Be it done. Now, all of us in here need a miracle. I don't, I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. In the economy we're in, in, in the state and the situation we're in, I got bad news from the doctor this week. Not for me, but one of my children. And I would have rather had bad news for me than my children. And I'll be honest with you. I need a miracle. But the miracles don't come being familiar with it. The miracles don't even really come by just being involved with him. But I promise you this, Jesus is dying for you to get a miracle. Because then he turns when the sermon's over and he looks at Peter. He said, all right, what was the first request? What was the first request? He said, thrust out a little. Now he uses the word launch. Launch out into the 
Look out now. Look out now. It doesn't take much faith to be involved in ministry. It takes a little, though. It takes a little more faith than just sitting in the pew every week. Are y'all with me? But not much. Not much. But now God is saying, I want to go a little, I want to go a little deeper. Are you ready to go a little deeper? Are, are you ready to go to that place that doesn't make sense? You see, first he, he requested that, that Peter be involved in the ministry. Now he's, he's requesting that Peter be invited to a miracle. He says, launch out into the deep for a draw to fish. In other words, a great catch of fish. A great catch of fish. In other words, not one, not two, but a bunch of them. Are y'all with me? Now this part, this verse right here does more for me than anybody. But I know y'all are so super spiritual, this probably won't mean nothing to you. But if you have issues and, and, and you, sometimes you doubt and sometimes you worry, this might help you because this helped me. I'm so glad. How many of y'all, did anybody grow up in Sunday school? You grew up in Sunday school? Raise your hand real high, you grew up in Sunday school. Did any of y'all, when y'all read and studied some of the characters of the Bible, uh, did it like just wig you out a little bit? They said, I can't do that. When I read about John the Baptist, I said, man, I, I can't do that. When I read about some of the prophets and some, man, they're super spiritual. I'm, I'm barely not beating up my brother. Say amen. <laughs> and then he got bigger than me, and he barely beat me up. Amen. I, I can't do it. But then when I read about Peter, Peter done incredible things. I mean, more than any disciple. Got to walk on water and everything. But boy, when I read about his issues, that gives me hope. Amen. Watch this, watch this. This is what's happening to some of y'all today. You're, you're worried to death. You heard that, that, that dirty, nasty G word, give. Oh, oh, the economy. Oh, what's he going to ask? Oh, my gracious goodness, mercy. And, and, and that's what you're thinking. Watch what Peter said. He was invited to a miracle. And this is what he said. This is so great. He said, now look. Now, I know you're Jesus and everything, and, and, and you're the Messiah, but dude, I do this for a living, and we have fish all night long and caught. What did he do? That's number two. I want you to see the response he gave. He expressed his feelings. Now, you say, why is this going to help me? Because... God's going to ask something crazy of you. How crazy was it for a little lad to go into a valley with this big old ugly nine and a half foot tall giant who was a man of war from his youth with a slingshot? I can understand an Uzi. But really, a slingshot? That doesn't make sense. Why would God ask somebody to do that? Why would he ask Gideon to go face a whole army and this big, huge amount of people with just a couple hundred guys? That doesn't make sense. Aren't you glad God's big enough not to get insecure about our feelings? I don't even think you understood what I just said. If God was as insecure as some of us, when, when he heard how we thought about things, he would throw us away. 
But I'm glad God is not so insecure in who he is and in his power that he gets worried about how we feel about something. And I'm glad even more than that, I'm glad my feelings do not determine what he does in my life. Say amen. Because I'll be honest with you. I don't always feel happy about something. I don't always feel great faith about something. You ever heard that? I heard a preacher say this one time. The Bible says you're to give cheerfully. And if you can't give cheerfully, then you should not give. I don't believe that. (laughs) You give, God will help your attitude. Say amen. That's not what that's not the point. Watch, and I'll prove it. Watch this. Watch this. This is so good. Jesus said, How about a miracle, son? That's what he's saying. How about a miracle? You want to see a miracle? I want to do something in your life. I want to do something bigger than you've ever imagined. I want you to, but you're gonna have to cast out into the guys, some of the shallow water Christianity y'all been floating in, it ain't gonna get the job done. The things that you're needing God to do in your life, it's not going to happen in the shallow end of the pool. You cannot learn to swim in a foot of water. You will bust your knees on the concrete. Say amen. But you know, sometimes that, that deep end's kind of scary, isn't it? I remember my dad teaching us to swim. I can't really tell you everything because you'd call DHR on him, but... Uh, I remember him sitting in the deep end of the, in, in the pool. And it's one thing when you got your floaties on. And when I turned 17, I took them off. Say, I'm just kidding. I'm just. But I remember, I remember standing there, didn't have them on, and he's saying, come on. I got you. Trust me. And, and. Taking that leap where you got to trust your daddy. I wished I could say it was as easy as that all the time in my Christian walk. But sometimes you're just going to have to trust your daddy. Because, see, here's what Peter's thinking. All right, now, number one, this ain't the way you fish. Because the custom of that day was they they would go at night in shallow water and they would hang lanterns over the boat, and the, the fish would be attracted to the lanterns, and then they would get the nets. Are y'all with me? So it's at night, and it's in shallow water. Now Jesus is saying, go into the deep in the daytime. This doesn't make sense. You know what's the cool thing? This coming Wednesday night, we just happened to fall in our Bible study in the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 3. Where God says this, trust in the Lord. And I encourage you to come. Because if you're coming, your faith is going to grow tremendously. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own. Lean not on your own. You see, God's going to ask you to do things that don't make sense. God's asked people before to quit their jobs and start a ministry. God's asked people to quit a job to start a different one, and it didn't make sense to you, but when it was all said and done, look what God did. Let me say this. Rarely does God make sense when he asks you to do something. Because if you could figure it out, it's probably not God. 
And this just didn't make sense. He said, look, man, I don't understand. We fished all night long. Never, this is the key, guys. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'm going to drop the net. What's the point? Do my feelings determine the miracles in my life? Nope. But your faith does. And let me say this. Let me, let, me change, let me change that. Your obedience to what God said to do does. Your feelings don't. But your obedience does. He said, now, this doesn't make sense. I fished all night long. We've caught nothing. But, hey, if you say it, here we go. You see, this is why it's so important for you to come and hear the word of God. Because faith cometh by and hearing by the word of God. Say, where where, where to hear the word of God? He just sat through a whole sermon. He is sitting there hearing the word. Now, I don't know what Jesus preached on. I don't know if he preached on faith. I don't know if he preached on trust. I don't know what it was. But it was enough to spark Peter to the point. He said, hey, I'll do what you say. I'm going to trust your word. Then what happened? I want you to see the results. The results he gathered. They put the net down. They put the net down. And y'all, and, and, and I, all of a sudden the, the, the water starts splashing. And, and, and all of a sudden it turns silver. And all of a sudden, man, it's got this big huge, uh, oh my, oh, oh, great. And the net starts breaking. And the Bible says they're so far out that they have to beckon to their partners, James and John, on the shore. They get out there, they fill up Peter's boat, and then they fill up James and John. Now they're about to sink. What happens when you trust God and do it His way? You will not be able to contain what God does for you. Now what He asks you to do is not going to make sense. God's going to ask some of y'all to mature. And grow in your faith. And move from being just familiar. You're not doing anything else. You're familiar. You're here. You're coming. You're enjoying it. But you're not doing anything else. And he's going to ask to get in your boat. And you to help him in the ministry. Say amen right there. God wants you to move past that. Because he's got greater things in your life. He's got greater miracles for you. He's got greater things for you. But it doesn't happen in the shallow end. It's going to take the deep water. It's going to move from little faith to great faith. But you can't move from little faith to great faith without saturating in the word of God. But boy, when you get to that place, trust me. Doesn't that, doesn't that sound familiar? The nets are breaking. Their, their, their boats are sinking. Doesn't that sound like Malachi? Where he said, if you will just trust me, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. See if I will not pour you out a blessing that you cannot even receive. In other words, your pockets ain't big enough to do what, or to hold what God's going to give you. I need a miracle. And now here's the deal. Please don't leave without this. I need everybody's undivided attention. Act like you paid attention the whole time, but start right here. Right here is where most... I would say false prophets stop. You know the guys that want you to send $100 a day so they can drive to Learjet to get the gospel out while they roll past your, your poor neighborhood in their Rolls Royce? 
They'll stop right here. God wants to fill your bank account. God wants to fill your boat. Oh, look what God will do. And he does, and he will, and he has, and he's got power, and he's got a purpose, and he wants to perform miracles in your life. But don't stop there. Because you've got to keep reading. I was almost stopped there because I had three points. And you know in any Baptist sermon, all you need is three. Say amen. God says keep reading. Don't stop. This is not about raising a million dollars to build a huge building. This is not about building a balcony. This is not about buying land for parking. This is not about so you can get instead of 3,800, 6,800. That's not what it's about. That's part of it and that's a blessing. But that's not the end I'm looking for. This is it, guys, and if you miss everything, please don't miss this. Because if you miss this, I have failed. Look at this next verse. The Bible says, when they hauled in all of those ships, they were astonished. Their minds were blown. And the Bible says in verse number 10, And so was also James, John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Read this with me, people. Read this with me. And when they had, I, I need to hear everybody. And when they had brought their ships to land, they, say it, they, and followed him. We saw the requests he got. We saw the response he gave. We saw the results he gathered. But I want you to see this, the reasoning he grasped. I want you to see the reason for the miracle. It was not so Peter could get to the shore and say, look here, boys. Get the camera out. It's picture taking time. It wasn't so they could go to the market and sell all them fish so he could, he could buy a bigger boat. It wasn't so he could, he could have a nicer house. It wasn't so he could... What was the purpose? Why will God perform miracles for you? So that the day will come in your life. Watch this. Watch, oh, please get this. It says they brought everything to shore and forsook. Help me. They forsook all. That means the ship and everything in it. In other words, all the fish God just gave them. The thing they'd been searching for, the thing they'd been hoping for, the thing they'd been longing for, the thing they'd been praying for. Every fisherman prays for a day like that. Everything their heart's desire was in that ship, in that pile of fish. But something changed. A stage of faith in their life changed. Where Jesus Christ became more important than the fish. Do you know what I want to happen at the end of these seven weeks? More than just a building. More than just parking. More than just relief where we can go from 70,000 services to just a couple. More than all of these things. I want every child of God in this place after these seven weeks to think and to feel and to operate and act like Jesus is the most important thing on the planet. Why? 
It is our calling at Temple Baptist Church to develop disciples. And this is the first thing that Jesus said about being a disciple. Unless a man hate his father, his mother, his sister, his brother, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Now let me translate that in Alabama English. It means this, Jesus has got to be first. You've got, your love for God has got to be so great that your love for everything else seems like hate. But the problem in the American church, in the Alabama church today, is hobbies are more important. Clubs are more important. Everything else is more important. Even family's more important. Family should be important, but never more important than God himself. And the reason that we're not turning this community upside down, the reason we're not sending missions all over the world like it needs to be is because there's other things more important to us than Jesus Christ. And when God begins to perform miracles in your life like I know he's going to, like he has promised he's going to, in these next few weeks during this campaign, you're going to see God do incredible things. That's not just so you can say, Woo, look what I've got. No, it's the, oh, look who he is. Peter said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Oh, if we could just see him like he is, it will change our fate forever. And please, let's move. Let's move from being familiar with Jesus to serving him and being involved in his ministry, to being invited into the deep. God's going to ask you some, some serious things. God's going to ask you to do some things. God's going to ask you to believe some things that doesn't make sense. God's going to ask you to launch out into the deep. But I promise you this. He'll always be there when you get there. And he has a reason. And he will do what he said he would do. And all God's people said, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to please. Please help us this morning. This is, this is about maturity. This is really not an evangelistic type message. This is about developing maturity. Lord, this was kind of meaty today. This was, this was where we had to really dig a little bit. And, 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 and God, I pray that we'll grow. I pray that we develop disciples, not pamper babies. God, we're not here to pamper babies. We're not here... We're not here to put pacifiers in people's mouths. We're here to develop disciples and train soldiers of the cross to go out and be what you'd have us to be. As every head's bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask every Christian in this room that would. Every Christian would like to grow in their faith. Every Christian would like to be a deep water Christian. Every Christian is ready for God to do something incredible in your life. I want you to join me in this altar. And let's pray for our faith. Let's pray that God would increase our faith, that God would grow our faith. God would develop our faith in such a way that we could say unto this mountain, be ye cast into the sea. Great faith. God is looking for faith. God is looking for faith. Do you have that kind of faith? Where are you at in your faith? Are you familiar with Jesus? Or are you at a place where you're in deep water, believing God for big things? Won't you come? Won't you come? Come on, come on, let's surround this altar. Let's let God know we're serious. I want to experience faith. I want to practice faith. I want to develop my faith. That's it, come on, come on. Father, in Jesus' name, help us now. Help us now. Lord, we trust you. We believe in you. We know you've got power. We know you have ability. 
Lord, we know you can move and do all things. And I pray in Jesus' name right now that you'll develop the faith of every Christian in this room. God, I pray that we'll see you like we've never seen you before. Father, I pray that we'll grow like we've never grown before. I pray that we'll trust you like we've never trusted you before. I pray that, Lord, that you'll move in our lives in such a way we'll have to say what a mighty God we serve. What a great and wonderful God we serve. Jesus is king. He is alive. And he is a priority. He is first in our life. He is most important. I am willing to quit everything. I'm willing to lay aside everything. I'm willing to forsake everything and follow God. God is most important. God is most important. Lord, help us to make you a priority today. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I ask all these things. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's all stand. You take all the time you need to pray. Everyone else, stand to your feet. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. If you are here to be baptized this morning, if you're here to be baptized this morning, we've got the men on this side. If you're a gentleman and you're coming to be baptized, you come to my left on this side over here. If you're a lady and you're coming to be baptized, I want you to come to this side over here, my right side, and there'll be somebody there to help you. If you're coming to be baptized, come on now as we sing. Sing it with us. You know the song. Sing it with us. As we have those praying. Trust Christ for salvation. Maybe you need to trust Christ for salvation. Come on. We've got people at this altar. Be glad to take a Bible. Show you how to be saved today. Obligated to this, that's your prerogative and your preference. We do this so we can be a blessing to you. 